Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. A little frog in my throat today. I don't know. Anyway, we're going to talk to John Carney, Breitbart News Editor, Economics and Finance, co-author of the great Breitbart Business Digest, which, folks, is a must-read. Go and... You want to follow the economy, Breitbart Business Digest, and he's got a couple of good ones posted right now. John, welcome back. You know, uh, I was just thinking, always dangerous, but I was just thinking with this bank story, which really doesn't look like 2008, at least, God forbid, not yet. Um, It's pretty limited. But I guess one question is uh, how much, if anything, does it raise – the risk of a recession. Uh, now, I read your piece, the banks, you know, they put over $300 billion in uh, in different ways, the lending window, the FDIC assistance, the new backstop. Um, the Atlanta Fed, as you know, John, is 3.2% for the first quarter. That's a big number. And that would be the third straight, you know, pretty good close to 3% quarter. On the other hand, this week we had a very another bad industrial production manufacturing output number. Manufacturing and production very important. So, what's your take? Does this bank thing have any impact on the recession debate? I think it does. I think that a lot of loan officers at banks right now are basically going to go into liquidity hoarding mode mm-hmm. because they're not sure when they are going to need their you know their their capital and their liquidity. They are going to not lend, make a lot of loans. Uh, I, you know, if you were somebody looking to get a small business loan from a bank last week, uh, you, you probably didn't get a lot of people answering your calls. So that has a big contractionary, you know, that's financial tightening. Whether or not the Fed actually goes ahead and raises interest rates, uh, this has very much a similar effect, even more so, I would say. And so I do think that this adds to. This probably speeds up the timeline toward a recession, uh, but I still, but I don't think we're going. It, that starts tomorrow, you know. I think we're still months away from it. You know, it's interesting. Um, there had already been a tightening of loan standards. I think you've chronicled that, or others have. Yes, that's right. And this will undoubtedly add to that. And also, John, you know, I think when you get down. It's not the J.P. Morgans and the B of A's. It's the regionals and the community banks that will probably be even more sensitive to that because they haven't had a run on the bank, but they, you know, expect increased scrutiny for their securities portfolio and their loan portfolio by bank examiners. Now, not all bank examiners are as bad as the one in Mary Daly's Saint San Francisco Fed. They were more interested in woke examination. But most bank examiners are interested in loan value examination and bond value examination. And I would think the smaller banks will tighten up a lot. I think that's correct. Um, and not only that, they're seeing what's happening to the, in the stock market. You're seeing these regional banks get crushed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that, you know, so this, so that mean, can both shake your depositors. You know, if you if you see your bank loses fifty percent of its you know, stock of its market capitalization in a day, you might panic and take your money out. But then, the, and the, the banks know this, so I do think that the, we are going, and the big banks don't make any small loans at all. So, uh, you know, a vital source of credit to the economy is being uh, squeezed pretty hard right now. So I think that that probably uh, and and look these guys they they know how these things go when you rescue you can step in and rescue the depositor of, of signature but then everybody says okay well what about first republic mm. and then when, if you do something about first republic people very well turn to the next weakest bank uh, we saw this back in 2007 and 2008 before you know the collapse of Lehman but these serial collapses of uh, of banks uh, where people wanted to say, you know, okay, you resolved this one. What about this one? Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to see more of that in the weeks ahead. You know, the other thing, John, it's thinking about this. um, I think the Silicon Valley loan portfolio, and I'm going to assume First Republic too, because what what the Silicon Valley loan portfolio had all these ESG techie companies in there that were worthless. They weren't even real companies. I mean, this was a rogue bank, basically. And um, you probably uh, read Tim Strassel's article. I talked about it during the week as we covered it on on, on the Fox Business Show. But the same is true. Uh, First Republic is pretty much the same profile. And the other thing, John Carney, is commercial real estate lending, which apparently was a very big part of First Republic, but the commercial real estate market's been in lousy shape. So people are going to be inspecting the loan uh, valuations, and that will lead to less, not more, loans. That's right. And I think there's going – and I think those – you just mentioned uh, commercial real estate. That's in a lot of trouble, Larry. Mm-hmm. We have had um, – I mean, there are office buildings that are empty mm-hmm. uh, or half empty. I, you know, I come into – you know. Even though New York City, I think, just recently had the highest traffic day in the subway since before the pandemic, I am amazed walking around. You know, when we're doing when, – when I'm on your show on Fox Business, uh, you walk around Midtown, and there's so many fewer people there. Right. Restaurants that used to be crowded have nobody there. Places that, you know, people used to go for drinks after work, there's nobody there. It is uh, – and – so this tells you that uh, there's probably a lot of lessors in these buildings that don't want as much space as they originally thought they'd need. That's going to hurt the loans made to build office buildings or to continue to finance them. And so I, I do think there's a lot, of, a lot more trouble in that area. And, and, and people are going to you know, look at these banks and say, all right, what is your exposure? Where is it? Where are your loans? Which city is it? You know, all of that. Yeah, because, you know, now, so Jay Powell says we're going to have an internal investigation, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I mean, you ought to investigate Mary Dale. I mean, she she's going to have to she's going to have to really fess up to a lot of this stuff. But the point is, internal investigations are going to put more pressure on bank examiners to be more aggressive, John Carney, as they come into these banks, particularly the smaller banks, 
including the regional banks, right? You've seen this before. After every credit bust, right? Oh, we're we're never going to let it happen again. <laughs> so right. examiners are going to stand over everybody's shoulders, and you're not going to get any credit from the banking system. Now, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm exaggerating uh, for communication purposes, but you understand what I'm saying. And I think that is going to really pinch down the economy. That's just going to be a fact of life in the next 18 months. I think that's right. And that we, that both, nobody wants to look as foolish as the San Francisco. Right. right So the bank examiners are definitely going to step up their game. I think, frankly, that there should be something from Congress to tell bank examiners to knock it off with their ESG nonsense. It's hard enough to just keep a financial system stable, right? That was enough work for bank examiners, telling them to, you know, worry about diversity, equity, and inclusion, and also the environment and climate change. That's, that's, we have different agencies for that sort of thing. That shouldn't be the bank examiner's job. Yes, you know, you, you should worry if the bank is lending, you know, on a coastline that might flood. That's not what they were doing here. They were actually pressuring banks to develop strategies to help bring down carbon emissions all mm. over the world. That's That shouldn't be the banks. It does look like that, that a lot of that sort of thing was going on, at, you know, at uh, Silicon Valley Bank. And I just I don't think they failed, you know, because they were interested in ESG. I just think that is something that is too much of a distraction on both the regulatory side and the bank's management side. Well, these ESG DI related company loans, John, they weren't real companies. Right. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, they were on the drawing board or promises, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I mean, I just think it was a rogue bank, but I also think that uh, Mary Daly, San Fran Fed will have to answer. Now, I noticed you had a little bit of optimism in one of your reports about the housing market. Is it housing, John, or is it just apartments that are being built? Well, we, we have had a surge, a surge of apartments, but housing actually did. We had growth in single uh, family starts, for I think, for the first time since last summer mm. uh, in February. So that was good news. Um, look, it, it was one month of pretty good news, meaning uh, we've, but we have had three months of recovery in, you know, the, the soft data surveys of the National Association of Home Builders. So the home builders are feeling a little better. We're seeing it in the starts. That is a positive development. I think, you know, if the Fed is forced to back off of raising interest rates, that will encourage it even further. Because remember, we were talking about the Fed going to 6% not, not that long ago. It now looks a lot like they, you know, they still are going to go up. Uh, whether they do it at the meeting next week or not might depend on what happens in Switzerland. I mean, they, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces right now. But, uh, but I do think the, the, you know, the, the idea that the Fed is going to go to seven, you know, a, a really high number uh, is probably off the table as le- at least as long as the financial instability uh, lasts. And that's probably makes uh, mortgages cheaper. Well, the, and still helps housing. The thirty-year is still around seven. The thirty-year yes, mortgage slightly rate, slightly below that, slightly below seven, but yeah. that's still a pretty high rate. Yeah, you, you know, what? I think though that over time people get a little bit more adjusted. So when 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 you had you know just a little while ago, right, a, a year and a half ago, you could get a two point seven five percent mortgage. Mm. 
And so people will have a little sticker shock when they look at what their monthly payment's going to be on a house with a 7% mortgage. But I think over time, that 7% actually becomes less restrictive because people's mindsets readjust to the higher uh, mortgage rate. Well, listen, 40 years ago, people were taking out 15% mortgages. Right. But they were cheap, John, because inflation was 20. So even right, right. so, if you look at, let's say, 7% 30-year mortgage, the, the inflation rate is 6 I don't know. It's only 1% in real terms. It's not bad. I mean, you know, I feel that way sometimes. One of the things banks are going to start doing, we're going to start seeing them actually paying more for deposits because this deposit run has happened. So if you have a 2.75% mortgage and you can get 5% or 4% from your bank, you're just making free money. That's a very interesting point. So last one, John Carney. Uh, Is the Fed going to... um, raise their target rate by a quarter on uh, Wednesday or not? I think it all depends on whether or not the uh, Credit Suisse situation is resolved. Uh, I think if they're not able uh, to stabilize Credit Suisse over the weekend, Monday could have a massive financial crash coming out of Europe. mm. And I think the Fed will – that will be the thing that tips the Fed into saying – because of global financial instability, we're going to put this on hold. If that if if that doesn't happen, if we don't have a Swiss-driven catastrophe on Monday and Tuesday, then I think uh, they they stick with the the idea of raising 25 basis points, but maybe announce a slowdown in qualitative tightening. Mm. I mean, it, 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 look, they flooded the market last week with these, you know, the, the new facility, and mm. there's been lots of borrowing at the discount window. Why would you continue shrinking? You know, they're like they're not actually shrinking their balance sheet; they're growing it. So why continue the tightening hmm. unless it's kind of on autopilot and too hard to stop? But right. I think they may announce we're slowing down the tightening, uh, but we're going to keep with. I got to jump, upgrade. John Carney of Breitbart. Thanks very much for the update, uh, folks. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side of the break, a housing expert, Mark Calabria, will come on. I'm Cudlow. Please stick around. Larry Cudlow.